Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, February 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A new play at The Rep blurs the line between tragedy and farce to address the unspoken expectations that are often placed upon black women. And that makes you crazy. Yes. <laughs> the mental gymnastics yeah. of it all. <laughs> Therapy is so important. <laughs> and camaraderie. Yeah. yeah. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will talk with the artists behind the play, Confederates. A plan by the Archdiocese of St. Louis to reorganize 178 parishes into 88 units has Catholics worried about their churches. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, some organizations say the changes could turn parishioners away. Among the options the Archdiocese is considering is creating groups of parishes with one staff and one pastor. It could merge other parishes or cause some to change when they hold Mass to ensure that a priest is available. It's part of the church's All Things New plan aimed at consolidating parishes because of shrinking congregations. Jason Bolte is founder of Save Rome of the West, a group working to save churches. He says it's hired a lawyer to help parishes file church appeals to stay intact. It's not like a poker chip that you just cash in because you can't manage funds. This is for God's greater glory. The Archdiocese is collecting feedback from parishioners and church leaders until next Friday. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's Attorney General Office is investigating allegations against the Pediatric Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. A whistleblower claims hundreds of children are harmed each year through the use of experimental drugs, puberty blockers, and hormones without parental consent. Attorney General Andrew Bailey says an investigation was launched a couple of weeks ago, and his office has a sworn affidavit from the whistleblower and documents supporting the allegations. State licensing boards are also investigating. The whistleblower served as a case manager at the Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital from 2018 to 2022. Some Missouri House Democrats are calling a move by Republican leadership to end debate on a bill racist. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the now-passed measure allows for the appointment of a special prosecutor to address crime in cities like St. Louis. The legislation has been construed by many as an attack against St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. Several black Democrats were standing to speak on the bill, but were cut off after Republican lawmakers approved a motion that ended debate. Representative Lakeisha Bosley called both the bill and the act of cutting off debate racist. It is blatantly racist when they get up on the floor and say there's a crime problem in the city of St. Louis and majority of the people that live there are African-American. And yet you won't let the black representatives or even those who represent those black folk to have a conversation. House floor leader John Patterson said he felt the conversation was devolving and that lawmakers had already debated the same bill for more than three hours the day before. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The EPA says Amarant's Houston Road substation is the source of contamination in St. Charles drinking water wells. An analysis of groundwater and soil samples from the Elm Point Wellfield finds two toxic chemicals. Federal officials say they will work with Ameren to better protect the water supply. St. Louis health officials have launched a website to improve access to HIV testing and treatment. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The City Health Department's website pulls together information about getting tested for sexually transmitted infections and how to access medication that helps suppress the spread of HIV. The site is healthstopstl.com. St. Louis Health Director Mati Chatoyo-Davis says it will make it easier to find important services. I think it's hard to navigate a city's webpage that has like literally hundreds of different pages, right? So just really excited to have a one-stop shop for folks to have accessible, up-to-date information for the city of St. Louis. The Health Stop Center downtown offers services including take-home HIV tests. Appointments are available through the website. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. A couple of sports notes today. Former St. Louis Cardinals football head coach, the late Don Coriel, has been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The 2023 class was announced last night. And a big change for the Blues. A longtime player for the hockey team, Vladimir Tarasenko, has been traded to the New York Rangers. He was a key part of the Blues' Stanley Cup victory in 2019. General Manager Doug Armstrong says that squad had veteran leadership. We've been able to to hang on to that group uh for three more years. This year, obviously, was the end of that era. Sammy Blay is returning to the Blues as part of the Tarasenko deal. Blay was on that cup-winning team. The Repertory Theater of St. Louis will become one of the first theater companies this weekend to perform the new work by celebrated playwright Dominique Mariso. Confederates combines two time periods to tell the linked stories of an enslaved woman during the Civil War and a college professor today. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, it examines the burdens American society places on black women. Before a recent rehearsal in Webster Groves, director Elizabeth Carter sits at a table with her two lead actors, Tiffany Oglesby and Titania Williams. They all see a lot in the play that's familiar, including the need to satisfy unspoken expectations placed on them as they navigate sexism and racism. And that makes you crazy! Yes. (laughs) The mental gymnastics of it all. That's why we're ninjas. Therapy is so important. (laughs) And laughter. And laughter, yes. Yes. And camaraderie. Yes. Yes. Confederates draws a parallel between two black women, each facing a crisis. In an opening monologue, a political science professor named Sandra recites a list of other plays and films that address American slavery. Perhaps to say this one will be different. And even Django Unchained. Though there are some serious debates to be had over the qualifications of that last one. Hmm. Sandra walks a tightrope of expectations at a predominantly white college. Her story intermingles with that of Sarah. She's a brilliant enslaved woman who insists on finding her own path toward freedom. Williams plays Sandra. Her character keeps succeeding at her job. And yet what is mirrored back is you're not doing enough. You're not giving me what I want. You're not being the black professor that I envisioned. You're not being the sister girl that I wanted you to be. And it takes a toll on her. But exhausting. It is exhausting because she always has an armor on. Yeah. In an introduction, playwright Dominique Mariso writes that, quote, Sometimes living in the middle of racism, sexism, classism, and the insanity of it all is like living through a farce. She calls her scenes with Sarah's white mistress to, quote, go straight up gone with the wind. There's an early scene where Sarah stitches up her wounded brother, who fled a plantation to join the Union Army. 
she wants to join the front lines. He tells her it isn't safe. This is Oglesby rehearsing with Xavier Scott Evans. You ain't no safer. At least I'll die like a man. Well, how I'm gonna die? Free. That's why I'm fighting. I wanna die like a man, too. You make less and less sense the more you talk. Well, then stop talking to me. (laughs) The two bicker some more, and it gets pretty funny. Afterwards, Carter, the director, reassures them that it's okay to get those laughs. They're not looking for the more solemn tone found in some films about slavery. So this is the whole thing we're going to be playing with, right? The edge of the like comedy versus the edge of like the truth. And we're going to keep dancing back and forth on that line, like where we fall on that line. Mm-hmm. You can't be so serious that we're like, oh God, it's another slave. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want, we do not want another 12 years of Harry Jango. <laughs> The rep's artistic director, Hannah Sharif, has worked with the playwright before and got the rights to perform Confederates before other regional theaters. She has experience as a black woman who's been a leader at predominantly white institutions. I think we've all had the experience of giving to everyone and still having all that we have shared be somehow misaligned because of lack of context or understanding or because how you show up isn't the way the person on the other side thought you should show up. I certainly uh, know for myself that feeling can be so demoralizing. Sharif attended the New York premiere of Confederates last year and saw that it describes a dilemma she's familiar with. To see it was comforting. It was healing. It was like being seen. The play illuminates the sometimes absurd demands black women face in this country and asks if we should laugh or cry. And its answer seems to be, well, why not both? I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Before wrapping up for the week, popular music legend Burt Bacharach has died. Bacharach was born in Kansas City, grew up in New York, The legendary composer worked with musicians in many genres, from Frank Sinatra and Dionne Warwick to The Drifters and Elvis Costello. He also co-wrote this classic, which was played over and over on my parents' eight-track during many car trips when I was a kid. Gene Pitney singing The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, that 1962 tune, was co-written by Burt Bacharach. The Missouri native died yesterday. He was 94. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. The man who shot Liberty Valance, he shot Liberty Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.